0: There we are. Okay. Um, welcome to this talk about vServe performance monitoring. Uh, my name is Rudi Martinsen, and I'm working as a senior cloud engineer at Intelity. I primarily work with uh, data center stuff, um, and I focus on infrastructure and performance monitoring, as well as automation and integration. So I have a short agenda for this uh, talk. Uh, I must say first that this is based of a VMUG session I did in Norway earlier this year which was 60 minutes long, and now I had to <laughs> cut it and, in half, but, so I have to rush through some of the, the stuff. But hopefully you'll be able to follow along. Um, if not, I'll be here afterwards so we can go deeper. So first off, uh, performance monitoring and, and why. Uh, of course, a silly question for, for most of us. Um, we all know that we are supposed to or expected to, to have full control over our infrastructure at all times um, and identify uh, issues, bottlenecks and so forth. Um, to do that, there are lots of different solutions out there. Um, I've listed a few of them here. Uh, I guess most of you are uh, acquainted with the, the performance charts in vCenter and maybe also some of the other results. Um, so in our environment we used uh, Turbonomic um, for a few years, partly because of um, the ability to do better load balancing of our uh, environment, uh, but also to get a, a more of an overview over the performance uh, in our whole uh, environment across uh, multiple hosts, clusters uh, and vCenters. But after a while, we saw that the, the 10 minute interval that Turbonomic uh, worked on uh, was not good enough for for some of the metrics. So we tried to pull some of it ourselves um, and got that working. Uh, so after a while, we decided to, to go the full length and, and do all of the performance monitoring ourselves. So there's, of course, also other reasons as to why you want to do something like this yourself. Um, the customization part is, kind of a big one for us. We can add or remove uh, metrics as we see fit. Uh, we, we don't pull all of the metrics from vCenter, of course. We, we have focused it on, on the ones that matters for us. Um, the granularity is also a part, as I, as I mentioned. Um, the retention, another one. I guess most of us have been in a situation where we uh, are missing the real-time stats after an hour and, and uh, are unable to, to uh, identify the, the issue we had. In in our solution, we can we can do the retention as we see fit. We can have different ref- retention on different metrics if we want. Um, there's also the co- the part of complexity. Of course, there are complexity in, in creating and managing this yourself. But a lot of the ol- other commercial solutions mm-hmm. do much more than just performance monitoring and and are therefore also more complex. That little. Part of cost is not my responsibility, so we'll skip that. Um, but So um, we divided this project into three different parts. So we had first uh, a part of pulling data from vCenter, then storing it, and then finally visualizing. And we built this as three completely separate components, meaning that we can develop them uh, separately and, and manage them uh, separately. Um, So first off, um, pulling data. We know that vSphere has lots of APIs and SDKs. Um, Most of them also offers performance stats. So here you can use pretty much which one you are familiar with. We are using PowerCLI in our uh, environment quite extensively. Um, Now I would like to do a PowerCLI demo, (laughs) but uh, I had to skip that. We'll touch upon it later. There are lots of resources available for getting started with this. this post by Luke Deakins is a few years old, but still valid, so I really encourage you to, to check that, on, that one out. But after pulling um, the data, we need somewhere to store them. Uh, and what kind of database do you use for this? Um, we s- very soon saw that a relational, traditional relational SQL database was not uh, a fit for, for this data. But there are uh, purpose-built solutions out there, um, namely time series databases. So i listed a few of them here. Um, There are others as well. Uh, You could argue that things like Elasticsearch or something like that could also be used, but these are the more purpose-built ones. Um, We decided to work with Influx uh, in our um, uh, environment, mainly because Influx is very easy to get started with. Uh, It is, as the other ones, very fast, uh, and it stores uh, millions of events. Uh, And just some numbers from from our first um, run of this project. Um, At the time, we had around 4,000 VMs and 200 hosts in that environment we we managed. We pulled approximately 12 metrics for each and every one of these uh, objects. Uh, We pulled the 20 second intervals, and we we did not delete any data for four months. So if you're thinking about that, uh, we have um, one timestamp will generate 50,000 rows, so, one minute of data, 151,000 rows, and after four months, we're up to 26 billion rows. But still, uh, with this amount, um, we saw very little performance hit. Uh, everything worked normal. normally. Of course, if you would try to pull all of those rows, then you would probably crash the, the server, but who does that? Uh, you're also concerned about storage when we talk about databases. Um, we were expecting something like this, but actually we were way below 80 gigs for this data. So it, it's really effective on, on what it should be effective at. So I, I won't go into all of this on this slide, um, but there is, uh, you need to be aware of, of uh, if you're used to working with traditional relational databases, there are some different concepts in, in these kinds of solutions. So I want to highlight uh, the trade-offs especially. Um, There are uh, limited functionality in in such databases. Um, For instance, uh, limited joining functionality between tables or measurements, as they are called. And also things like sorting. Uh, This influx is currently only sorts on on time. So this is something you need to be aware of but it makes the database very fast and and efficient about what it should be uh, serving. So, um, rushing uh, through, visualizing. So, how do you visualize all the data you collected? Also, again, some alternatives. All great products, but uh, we suddenly, or we, we of course, chose Grafana as our um, uh, solution. Again, Grafana is a um, very easy uh, product to to use to get started with. Uh, It's very fast. Uh, um, Most of the stress is actually put on the client browser, so the Grafana server itself uh, requires very little uh, resources. Um, IT HAS LOTS OF AVAILABLE DATA SOURCES uh, AND PANELS um, FOR YOU. Uh, DATA SOURCES BEING CONNECTIONS TO THE DIFFERENT DATABASE SOLUTIONS, PANELS BEING THE GRAPHING uh, PANELS YOU SEE. AND THERE'S ALSO A GREAT COMMUNITY WITH with LOTS OF um, PLUGINS AVAILABLE. OKAY, SO OVER TO uh, THE DEMO. AGAIN, I WANTED TO DO A LIVE DEMO, BUT WE WERE NOT ALLOWED TO to BRING OUR OWN COMPUTER, SO I DID A CHICKENED OUT AND DID A VIDEO. Um, for this I have a small demo environment, um, just one host, uh, three running VMs. So this in um, this Linux VM will be my uh, server for both uh, Influx and Grafana. Um, so I'm uh, logging in, and both Influx and Grafana has great documentation online with step-by-step guides into how you install and configure the product. Here I've uh, pre-downloaded the, the um, uh, installers. So we'll uh, run through the installations. First off, we'll do uh, Influx, and Influx is a really small package, only 77 megs or something. So it installs very quick, uh, and also it starts in in seconds. So um, next off after this uh, thing is Grafana. Uh, Grafana is Somewhat bigger, but still only uh, 160 megs or something. Uh, But it also has some dependencies, which we need to to download. So, after this is finished, we will also start the Grafana server. Uh, While we wait for that, we can do a quick show of hands. Anyone familiar with Influx or Grafana? Great. So, hopefully, we will um, have this up and running very soon. Um, We will starting the Grafana server. It takes a bit longer to, s- to start than, than Influx, especially the first time, because it's creating an internal database, um, which is stores some metadata things uh, inside. But again, it should be uh, up and running very soon. So now we're uh, heading into the Influx shell um, to see what it looks like. So Influx is a schemaless database, um, so it's nothing here, but this internal database now. But the only thing you need to pre-create before putting data in is is the actual database where you're storing uh, things. So I'm calling this performance, uh, and I'm going in uh, and using that. So there's also the concept of measurements, which uh, we can relate to as uh, tables if uh, we're thinking relational databases. So just to show there's nothing here uh, at start. So if we want to insert something into this database, uh, we'll use the insert command, then specifying a name for our uh, metric or measurement, uh, We'll call it table, if you will. We are also able, able to, to specify some tags. This is kind of, think of it as metadata about this uh, metric or this point. So here we are giving it a server name uh, and also a host name, for instance and then after this, the actual value of this uh, point. Hit enter. Now we do a new show measurements and see that we have created a uh, table core measurements. Now we can do our favorite select star from uh, and get the data we just inserted. So I'm just putting in uh, a few more uh, lines here to have something to show in Grafana, which will be the next part. First off, verifying that we have our three points. Now, uh, over to uh, the Grafana in the browser. So we'll log in. First time we need to um, give it a new uh, admin password. what um, while the data is done we are able to um, add this data source which will be the connection to the influx database as I uh, mentioned earlier so we can see that there are uh, a lot of uh, available data sources out of the box um, we will select influx of course and uh, give it a name then specify the connection string to the to the server it's running on the same uh, server as the grafana uh, server so we use localhost Specifying which database we want to pull data from, and I'll give it a a default time interval. Being that we are working with vSphere data soon, we are specifying 20 seconds. So now, uh, back to the home screen, and we can create our first dashboard. I'll select the graph panel. Um, Now, into edit mode, and I'll check out the data sources. There's our influx data source and now check out the measurements and we have our demo measurement available. So there's uh, remove the grouping and we see we have a line all at the end there so specifying a minor time interval we see our three points available. So it's very quick to get up and running with Influx uh, and Grafana, but of course this was only some fake demo data. Now we want to pull uh, things from this vSphere environment. So, for that, we're using a Power CLI, um, and I have a script ready for that. Um, so, uh, hopefully, you'll be able to follow along. Uh, if not, we can discuss it uh, afterwards. But first off, I'll specify, well, first of all, I'll run the script and let it work while we talk. Um, I'll specify the the different metrics you want to pull, so you can recognize the the CPU uh, stuff, uh, some memory stuff, network, and so forth. Um, Now I'll pull all the VMs from this uh, demo cluster, um, and I'll also build some variables which I'll use as these metadata tags, which I mentioned briefly. and then use the PowerCLI commandlet uh, Get-Stats uh, against every one of these VMs. I also use the real-time real-time uh, parameter, which specifies that we want to pull the real-time stats, and then give it all those metrics. I'm also doing a translation from the the vCenter metric name into my own uh, name, and we do this because we want to be able to. To pull data from different data sources into the same measurements. So if you have uh, Hyper-V or something, you, you could you could utilize the same uh, names there. Now I'm building this uh, the same line which I saw earlier with the measurement name, then all of those tags, and finally the value uh, at the end there. Then using the the, the API for Influx reverse yeah, API which is the preferred way of talking to the d- database I'm posting all of this data so it has run some five times or something so we'll sh- we should have some data in in uh, available to us in grafana we'll add a new panel um, specifying the same data source as we did earlier and check out the measurements now and see that we have all of these available to us so we'll stick with CPU, and we see immediately that we have a graph with uh, the average from from that cluster. I'll also add an auto refresh to to verify that this is actual real-time data. Um, If you would like to to see the different VMs, we can uh, do a different grouping. Now let's, by using these uh, metadata tags again, so I'll select VM, and uh, we see we have uh, one line per uh, VM here. So in Grafana, you can also specify what kind of data to get the, to the right unit. So now it's changed to percentage data. And we can also give it a name just to, to understand what it is. So it's very easy to, to get up and running here. We'll do a, um, a quick duplicate of this um, graph to build uh, out our dashboard. So again, into edit mode. Selecting uh, memory uh, stats, and we see we have the memory stats. So in just a few uh, moments, there we have created our first uh, dashboard with real-time data uh, from our vSphere environment. So to summarize, we're pulling data from from um, vCenter with PowerCLI, putting it into an Influx database, and then visualizing it in Grafana. All within minutes. So before I uh, finish with uh, a last demo, I will want to walk you through a real world example, which we, we have had in our environment. Very soon after we got up and running, we saw uh, some regular spikes in CPU ready across the whole platform, every 15 minutes. And it looked something like this. So, we hadn't seen this before because one, the performance charts in vCenter focuses on a VM or a host. Uh, and the spikes for, for most of the VMs were not that big. Um, so, and by using Thermonomic, we are m- missing these spikes because of the flattening inside of the ten minute interval they are using. But we did some troubleshooting and found that a process run by System Center was the probable cause of this spike, um, and together with Microsoft support, we found that it did something we didn't use, so we could safely turn it off, and we saw the results immediately. So I have a link there down there uh, with more information about this from my colleague, um, which works with System Center. OK, so uh, one final slide before we do the last demo. Um, we all know that our infrastructure is built with more than just uh, vSphere. Uh, we have some storage and some networking. And by using the same techniques, uh, if your uh, components have an API, which most of today's stuff does, uh, and hopefully you can also get a hold of the performance stats, we can, we can build out dashboards with, uh, containing uh, more than just the vSphere data. So that will be the, the next demo. Um, so now we'll um, start this one. I'll open a new Grafana instance, uh, which is actually uh, is a demo uh, Grafana instance we have in our environment, but it contains real production data. Not all of the environment. I think it's two or 300 VMs uh, running on, on Docker containers also. Uh, but. We have built some some uh, demo dashboards just for an overview of, of the clusters, uh, um, and we see that we have different metrics um, pulled. We also see that we have the ability to filter our dashboards based on these metadata tags I'm constantly referring to, to be able to have more live dashboards, we can drill down into to VM hosts, again, with the filtering options uh, at the top here, with the metrics specific for this host. And these are the actual VMs running on this host at the moment. Uh, So we can select a different host just to verify that the dashboard um, updates itself uh, with correct data. Drilling down into uh, a specific VM, and a VM that has some data, we see that we at the top here has some have some metadata, the vCenter, the cluster and the host it run, it's running on, and then the different metrics. So all with the same look and feel as as the other um, dashboards. But over to the to adding more data sources, we'll check out um, a dashboard we have for storage systems. We have several three par uh, arrays in our environment, which gives us performance stats through an API. So we can build uh, dashboards like this with throughput, business latency, caching, and so forth, um, in with us in the same unified uh, look and feel uh, that we have with our vSphere data. Again, with the filtering uh, made up by these metadata tags. But of course, um, the real strength there is when we combine the two data, um, and we all know that uh, combine or. Uh, combining the data with, for, for instance, a VM and, and what storage array it's running on, that can be difficult, but through these t- tags, we are tagging each VM with the storage array it's ru- it runs on. So we can, if we have a, a storage array with some issues, we can very soon see if there's one VM doing something to this array that, that can cause the performance issues. Or we have a graph um, here uh, where we can identify if there's lots of VMs that has storage latencies on this uh, array. And a convenient list on on the right there with all the VMs running on it, Uh, where we can drill down into specific VMs if we want to. We also have um, vSAN in in our uh, environment, so I think I have a dashboard uh, on that as well. now the vSAN Visa dashboards in, in the vSphere client has gotten better than than the, the first versions, but by using the same techniques now with the vSAN management APIs, so we can pull the data from from vSAN as as well, uh, and building out our, our monitoring solution with with that data uh, as well. So all within the same same dashboard. So. Um, a COUPLE OF NOTES ON what, WHAT'S NEXT FOR our, for OUR PART. Uh, WE ARE ALWAYS LOOKING OUT FOR MORE DATA SOURCES to, TO PULL DATA FROM AND ALSO UTILIZING THE DATA SOURCES WE ALREADY HAVE WITH, with MORE uh, METRICS IF NEEDED. WE ARE ALSO LOOKING INTO REDOING uh, SOME OF THE PULLING PARTS AND NOW WE are, HAVE A BUNCH OF SCRIPTS RUNNING uh, TO PULL THE DATA. Um, INFLUX uh, HAS a, a, a MONITORING AGENT NAMED TELEGRAPH uh, WHICH RECENTLY CAME WITH A, a vSphere plugin, WHICH CAN pull all of this data for you, so you can skip that scripting part that I did uh, earlier, uh, which uh, makes it even easier to get started with this kind of thing. The drawback is that you you can miss out on some of these metadata tagging, uh, which we do uh, all of that correlation with. We're also uh, always looking out for increasing the usage in our organizations. All our uh, technicians have access to this data. So, even though they are not Visor administrators, they can, they can make use of this data in their own troubleshooting. Uh, and also, uh, we have created an, an API uh, on top of Influx that we can use to, to add this data into different, uh, other different solutions. And we are also looking into doing some analytics on it. So uh, at the end, I I have some resources. Uh, The top one is uh, a series of posts I did about how we uh, created this with much more detail. Um, uh, This one is kind of cool where we see how uh, VMware GSS uses Grafana uh, internally for vSAN monitoring based on the CEIP data that we send in and the two uh, on the on the bottom here is about that telegraph uh, plugin so with that i say thank you I'll probably have um